0: Log
1: Talk Radio. Talk to the
2: the show. Welcome, everyone, to the Pet Psychic Radio Show. Call in at 917 889 2693. That's 917. 917- eighty eight nine two six nine three uh we also have our chat room open, and you can find that on the blog talk radio home page in the right hand corner. They haven't changed it, um but you can probably find it through our website or our um pet psychic radio page as well so uh
3: how are you, Laura? I'm doing great. How are you doing?
2: I'm good. You know what I always forget to tell people? My name's I, and I'm the show producer. That's right.
4: (laughs) People are probably like, who's this
2: lady? Who's this lady talking? (laughs) 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 How is everyone?
4: um,
3: Everyone's good. You know, I went and had, Makia had a checkup, you know, about her mouth.
1: Oh, wow. First
3: of all, we got, we don't, the the other vet doesn't think it's cancer, which is good. And, um... (laughs) And when I went to go to, for her checkup, my vet said it was healing really nicely. And then he was like, you know, you're just the kind of person that I thought would want these. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he was like, here you go. And he gave me, he gave me her teeth.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like her teeth that came out? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I was like, what am I supposed Whoa. to do it? He's he's like, I don't know. I just figured you would be someone who would want them.
4: Oh, my god! Well, maybe I'll
3: take a
2: picture of them and post them on Facebook. (laughs) You know, that's, like, something I would want. I, you know what's really weird? This is kind of gross, so sorry, listeners, but I had, you know, my liver operation, you know, a few months ago. For those of you who don't know, I just had a liver transplant a few months ago with my mom who needed a liver, so I donated part of my liver, and apparently hers was, like, really horrible, and, you know, they obviously had to take her old one out, and I was asking my dad, who was talking to the doctor, like, can we keep it? <laughs> Like, I think it would be kind of interesting to keep it in a jar and look at it and, like, be like, wow, it's so gross and weird. I'm weird, so I'm sorry.
3: If she ever felt like doing something not healthy, you could, like, show it to her.
2: Yeah, be like, look at this weird thing. (laughs) It's horrible. Um, I know people probably now think I'm really weird, but I am weird, so. You didn't keep
3: it, right? I mean, did you ask them to keep it? Did you go that far?
2: No, they did show it to my dad because they had to because they ha- had sliced it to like look to see if there was any cancer inside and there wasn't. Oh good. So, um but they did show it to him. My dad said it was so gross. He said I saw it and it looked like a giant sponge. <laughs> like a really gross giant sponge. It had holes and bumps and he and then apparently the the doctors said my liver was beautiful and it was like nice and pink and smooth and clean.
3: <laughs> Which was so good because a week earlier they told you it was fat.
2: <laughs> yeah, they, they, some tests came back a week earlier saying that I had a fatty liver, but it was actually incorrect.
1: It was incorrect,
2: yeah, of yeah. I mean, Thank I don't God. know how
3: a vegan could have a fatty liver. It doesn't make sense to
2: me. <laughs> you could. I mean, you could if all you ate was like, I don't know, like, martin whatever that like earth balance and bread oh right you know like you could it's like some of those um unhealthy vegetarians you know where they just eat like cheese and bread all day long Right, (laughs) not nutritious not nutritious at all um so next week uh we're going to be a day behind halloween but uh, we should do a Halloween and Day of the Dead themed show. So for all of our listeners and callers, maybe next week um, we can do kind of an all-spirit show. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, all
3: dead animals, right? So so yeah. if you have a dead animal, call in. We're only going to be taking dead animal callers.
2: Yeah, only dead animal callers. <laughs> Don't
3: you think? Yeah. All well, these only, well, only only dead, dead animals. animals out there. Good.
2: Yeah, such a You to tell them to call into the show? Exactly. Or <laughs> maybe an animal, someone who has an animal now, can tell their people to call in about their old person that died. <laughs> it's getting complicated, but we could do that. Person that
1: died?
3: like you want me to talk to dead people?
2: No, but the ant. No, you can talk to the animal about their old dead people.
3: Oh, that's a good idea.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm just so saying, I'm fun keeping fun. it open for the animals as well, because the show is not just for humans, but it's also for animals. So animals can tell their people to call in to help yeah, yeah, them make true. the phone call.
3: Very, very true. We're not forgetting that these animals out
2: there are listening. Exactly, exactly. Um, it does get complicated, so <laughs> try to keep along. Uh, okay, so let's get to some callers. Uh, we have here. Let's see, Shireen, dog uh, Ginger, who's four and a half years old. And tell us what Ginger looks like.
0: Ginger is a boxer mix, and she's light fawn.
2: Okay, and what is um, she's shaking a lot? you you said.
0: Yeah, she shakes, and I don't know why. It's not. I don't think she's scared, and I don't think she's cold. So when it, does
3: she when does she shake exactly?
0: Just random times. Um, like my friend came over and she's a really nice, sweet girl. And it, uh, my friend was petting Ginger, and Ginger just started shaking.
3: That's oh, an example. Poor little thing. And when she shakes, do you notice? Or does her mouth close and her eyes get big?
0: I don't know. I just know she's her mouth. Her mouth does close. Yes.
3: Yeah. Um.
0: And so is it? And so
3: is this a new behavior?
0: No, she's always done it. Cause we got her when she was about three. My aunt died, and um, we we kept her and t- took her in. And she shaked oh. when we got her. And that I know she was scared. But she has a really good home. Oh, I don't.
3: So, so you so she was your aunt's dog. Yes. Isn't that so interesting? We were just talking about dogs whose owners died.
0: I know you guys are just talking about that a little bit. Yeah, she died, and then um, we took Ginger, and she is she's got a really good. She sleeps in between in the middle of my husband and I. I mean, she's spoiled. So oh, sweet. <laughs> I don't okay. know why she's so shaking. Get her
3: and ask her why she's shaking, and we'll also ask her uh, if she did anything that she wants to say about her aunt. Because since okay. we'll do it, maybe we'll do it from uh, a week early. <laughs> How exciting! Okay. okay, hold on, let me get her. Yeah, I do shake. And sometimes it's because I have a tenseness in my shoulders. And it goes all the way down my right leg. And when I do it, I throb in my head. And I think what we need to do is change this. Because it makes me feel bad. I wonder if she's saying that, like, I'm going to ask her, like, because she's obviously tensing up, if, like, she's tensing up and then that's happening or if that's happening and then she's, like, what's, what's, is it fear that's causing the shake or is actual and the tensing up that's causing the pain or if the pain is causing the shake? The pain is causing the shake. I'm just like ow. Sounds like she needs an adjustment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would get her adjusted by a chiropractor. Okay. I'm not scared of people, she said. I like people a
0: lot. And I'm
3: very friendly.
0: Is that true? Very. So she can't be and she'll she'll bark and then she'll calm down. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's my job, she said. Okay. (laughs) I'm supposed to do that. My old mom, she sits with me sometimes and she massages my back. Aww. She says that all angels have magic powers. And her magic power is to watch over us Oh, wow. And to get my mom and dad to do fun things. They're not supposed to watch the television.
1: Do <laughs> <laughs> watch TV?
0: We do watch TV.
1: <laughs> you watch a lot of TV?
0: Not so much. I do. I do more than my husband. My daughter does a lot, too.
3: I think mean, your aunt wants you to get out and do things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did she like to get out and do things, or did she watch
0: a lot of TV too? She well, she was bedridden towards the end, but she would she watched a lot of TV. Oh, she's sick of it. <laughs> I take ginger everywhere I go. Yeah, she's if I go ginger, to... like, You know, get out and get out
3: and do stuff. Wait, she saying And I just want to say, I love my new family.
4: They're
3: Aww. the best.
2: Oh, that's so sweet. That's
0: sweet. Yeah.
2: <laughs> thanks so much, Shireen. Thank yeah, you, guys.
0: You. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Sure. I'll, I'll get Ginger adjusted with a chiropractor. Oh,
2: Yay. Yeah,
3: call us back and let us know if she's any different.
2: Awesome. That was cool to be able to talk to, uh, for Ginger to tell us about her old people, too.
3: I know. Isn't that funny how you were saying about that? Yeah. I mean, her to be next? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Ginger was probably like, ah, oh, hey, that's me. Yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> that was cool. That was really cool. Um, so today we have a really, really special guest, um, Dr. Lori Moore, who is on the line with us. Hi, Dr. Lori. Are you there? Hi. Yeah, Hi.
3: so good to be here. Thank you. Hi, Lori.
5: Hi, good to talk to you again, Laura.
3: Oh, it's great to have you on.
2: It was so nice to see you speak at the Conscious Life Expo. I loved what you um, were talking about. It was really cool.
5: Thank you. It was a great panel. I really enjoyed everyone's input.
2: Yeah, so Dr. Lori Moore and Laura uh, were both on the animal communication panel at the Conscious Life Expo a few weeks ago in Los Angeles, and it was a really great panel. I got to watch um and listen to everyone speak it was just really moving everyone was amazing and like we were all in the audience were like tearing up and cry it was just really moving and really really special i was so excited to be there
5: yeah it was very moving it's so often when we start to speak about animals it takes us deep into our heart and We begin to tell the most tender, truest stories that reflect the way that we really are. And I I just love that about how animals take us back to such a simple truth of who we are.
2: Definitely. And um, you're a licensed marriage family therapist, but also work with animal communication and hypnotherapy, um, which is so diverse and amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about your work?
5: Sure. My work essentially is to assist people to come back to remembering that we are the unconditional love and we are the unconditional joy and we can access that in the face of any good time or any difficulty. So I help people to overcome self defeating habits and to manifest their dreams. And I assist people with learning how to hear, feel and see what their animals are saying and also do a lot of Animal communication, where I let people know what their animals are communicating to them,
2: and how did you find out that you could speak to animals
5: as a little girl? I spent time with animals in nature and had a very deep heart connection, and I heard and felt things, but because I was quite imaginative and because of the environment in which I grew up, I just assumed I was imaginative but as I got older and began to work with people and realized I was basing a lot of my work not just on what people were saying, but what I was hearing their hearts saying, what I was hearing their higher self saying, I began to trust my ability to do this with animals more, and I, it was happening. I just had to claim responsibility for it. So I studied with a teacher, Gina Palmer, whose greatest gift to me was to to encourage me to trust myself and to point out that i really was hearing her animals and i tested it out with a number of people and said is it possible your animals speaking and saying this and i would talk to them about things they didn't think i knew anything i they haven't told me themselves about themselves and their animal and so i as i trusted it more it happened more and more and Many animals came to visit. Many wildlife animals came to our home, from hawks to ravens to deer to owls and befriended us, a bobcat. And more and more animals came, and bugs, (laughs) a beetle named Lucy used to knock at the door and come in and hang out with us.
2: We have some wonderful photographs (laughs) That's so neat. So did they talk to you? Like, I know for Laura, you say you hear the words, like, translate into English. But for you, Dr. Laura, do you hear that? Like, as in words, or do you get them in images also, like Florida? It's a poem.
5: It's like a poem. I know everyone's different, but for me it's like a combination, and it depends on the animal. Some of them give me more visual images. Some of them give me more words. Some of them give me a physical sensation in my body, and some of them give me feelings, emotions, and feelings in my heart, inspired feelings. So it's kind of like a poem or a collage of multimedia experience. Wow. Has
3: your work ever been has it ever been hard for you to hear what they say? I mean, like has it ever um been too much or um um like has their suffering or uh the way they've been feeling been too much for you? I'm always well, curious about that.
5: Having worked with people, I've I've worked with people for many years before I professionally started working with the animals. So I've heard everything. I mean, I've worked with murder. I've worked with, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, families who's had a, a, a sister murdered. I've worked with the darkest of the dark and the lightest of the light because I never know yes. who's going to walk in my door. And so I had to really grow in a deep capacity to love all beings and, and accept where they are and what they have to learn. So mm-hmm. when I hear stories of animal suffering because of what people have done, um, it's more like my heart just goes into a state of oneness with them. And um, I had a, a learning experience a few years back when I got very, very ill, and I thought I was going to die. And I had to sit sometimes and just be so present with um, weaknesses and pains in my body because there was nothing mm-hmm. else I could do that it, it took me into a place of a kind of love and acceptance of whatever's happening. So my... My orientation towards pain is very different now. So it's Mm. like my heart can bear that and it it seems to start to shift it. Mm.
3: So can you leave it like after a consultation or, you know, do you think about it later? Do you have um, an ability to set the boundaries so that you don't take it home with you?
5: Well, I learned from working with people in my early years as a therapist because in my early years, I took it all home with me. It was with me 24-7. I woke up in the middle of the night working on it. When I taught Mm -hmm. seminars, I didn't sleep because I was thinking about everyone. And over time, through some challenging experiences, I had to learn to pull my energy back into myself and give everything I can and then let go. And, of course, people and animals drift through my daily experience and my dream time experience but now it's more it's in an easy way it's not in a way of drainage like it used to be that's a
3: lot of years (laughs) yeah Yeah. is there any advice that you can give to the listeners because i know that a lot of our listeners are very empathetic and they you know feel the animal suffering so much is there anything that you can say to them that helps them deal with that
5: well, what we have trouble facing in the world is what we have trouble facing in ourselves. So when we can make peace with whatever is, it doesn't mean we say it's okay, and we, of course we want to change what isn't right, but we can make peace in the moment with what is there. It's a much uh, more f- fulfilling way to approach whatever mm-hmm. needs to be changed. So if somebody is... It, um, feeling the sadness of an animal and they can just be 100% present with that sensation sadness in their body and in their heart, it starts to change and with the animal both the person and the animal start to change, the feeling starts to shift it's in facing it and loving it and accepting it as it is that it actually begins to turn
2: into something else
4: mm, It's beautiful
2: That's it's so neat looking- i i absolutely love listening to you speak and i love um i, I looked at your website which is uh dr Laurie Moore, d r l a u r i e m o o r e dot com for our listeners if you're interested in uh, looking up dr Lori Moore, you can go there that's d r l a u r i e m o o r e dot com and can um, i add
5: um my more current website because that's actually a kind of old website it's oh dot okay, sure. com. Oh okay. A N I Miracles dot com. That's A N I Miracles dot com. I keep that old one up, but it it's very old and it's A N I Miracles dot com. Yeah,
2: thank you. And we'll be posting that at um Laura's website and our chat room and everything. So for our listeners I'll I'll post the correct website on there. Um but yeah, I love your. I love looking at your website and reading about all your work that you do. It's just so diverse and interesting. And um, you know, I'm studying uh, family therapy as well right now. So it's for me. It's just so cool to have the animals mixed in there with the therapy and everything. It's just oh, great. really wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so thank you so much for being on our show, and uh, we will be listing your correct website on there. Thank you, Dr. Lori Moore.
5: My pleasure. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah.
3: Thank you, Lori. (laughs) Thank you,
2: Lori. Awesome. It's so cool. Like what a cool thing to be able to do, like all that stuff.
3: I know. It's so I really love how at peace she is about it all. You know I know. She's so peaceful to listen to.
2: I know. I'm like, I want her to be my therapist because I could just, like, listen to her all day. <laughs> I know. She could do medication be CDs because me. they would be so good. <laughs> I know. I, I love listening to her. Like, I went to her website and she just talks about, like, who, you know, what she does. And I just, like, love listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> I love her voice. Uh, so our next caller is Eric, who has a dog named Duke who passed away. Hey, Eric.
6: Hey, how are you today?
2: Great. Can you tell us a little bit about what Duke looks like and what happened?
6: So he was a yellow lab, um, a little over eleven years old. My mom gave him to me as a gift, uh, quite a while ago. Uh you, you know, happy go lucky dog and uh just kinda got ill, went downhill rather quickly in his uh oh. you know, last few months. So I made the decision to take him, get him checked out and uh I had him put down unfortunately, a little bit young, but you know, I think it was the right decision, so
3: So, do you wanna know? Uh what would you like to ask him or tell him? Like what are you thinking?
6: You know, I was just I just kinda wanted to know, make sure I I made the right decision, putting him down. Wanna make mm. sure he's out of make make sure he's out of pain and uh wanna see if he had a good good run with me, good life, that kind of thing, you know, just make sure he's he's happy again.
3: He says, uh he says, Dad, I loved my life, and I knew that it was time.
6: All right. And he, really. he
3: said that you talked to him about it. Yeah, you I, know, I, uh... he, he said that he said okay, like you asked him if it was okay. Is that true?
6: We talked a little bit about the night, uh, the night before, you know. He was in a lot of pain. I just I just kind of said a goodbye to him type of thing.
3: He says, you know what, Dad? I can help you from here. I watch over you.
6: Great. So it sounds like he's, uh, sounds yeah, like he's happy. He, you get-
3: he says if you have a little bit of fear, he'll be brave for you. And I know that fear is not easy for you.
6: Great, great, unbelievable. So so he seems happy to you. Yeah, he
3: seems happy. Let me see.
6: I uh, I have another dog, um, and uh, obviously I just got her within the past uh, year. She's been with me about six months now. And um, so she was with Duke for the past six months.
2: Now yeah. she seems a little
6: bit out of it, a little bit reserved. So I wanted to see if uh, you thought it would be a good idea for me to get, get her another companion, how she'd feel about that, and if she's if she's missing Duke as well.
3: Okay, and is she a Doberman? Yes. Okay, cuz I have a picture of them. They look they look so happy in this picture. Yeah, they got along real well. Oh, they're so cute. Okay, let me ask her if she wants another companion how she's doing without Duke with Duke being gone. I hate Duke being gone. I miss him every day. I still look around to see if he's there. Sometimes it feels really strange. And oftentimes I think he's there. And then I realize it's just his spirit. Don't get me wrong. I like to see his spirit. But I wish he was in body. But you know what? He was getting stinky at the end. (laughs) and I don't miss his stinky smell, but I do miss him. And I would love another dog, because it would be so much fun. I kind of get lonely,
4: but I really
3: love my dad. And my dad is really smart he's really clear on
7: what he wants me to do and that makes me
3: feel secure if he wasn't so clear i would be nervous but i'm not nervous at all oh that's interesting she likes to know exactly what you want of her do you do a lot of training with her
6: yeah i'm pretty stern with my dogs um i was very stern with duke and i'm stern with her now but she's great she's learned very very quickly you know the rules of the road and uh You know what she is allowed to do, what she can't get away with at at the house. So, you know. Yeah, she likes that. It
1: makes her. It makes her feel more
3: confident that she knows things.
6: Excellent. That is great to hear. So she wants another little buddy.
3: I would love a buddy. I would love a buddy. You can get me one soon. (laughs) Cute. All right. are Are you thinking about getting another Labrador puppy?
6: I'm thinking about getting either a, uh, another Doberman puppy or a boxer puppy.
3: Oh, you are. Okay. I would have a Doberman, she said. I like that, Doberman. Not... Well, she probably should because
7: it's her breed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. That cleared up a lot of stuff. I'm glad my, I, I'm glad my dog's happy up in heaven where he is and, uh, just great peace of mind. So that's good to hear.
3: What? Oh, you know what Duke says? He says that there's a woman with him in heaven.
6: Really? And, she,
3: and she's a good friend of mine. Do you know who that would be?
6: I have no, no, no. Not so like, my head. what can
3: happen is when they talk about somebody with them in heaven, it can be like a family member of yours, or an ancestor of yours, or a friend of yours. And they didn't necessarily need to have known Duke in life in order to see him in heaven. She's really, she's really smart. He said, like book smart. You know who that is?
6: Um, I'm trying to think. Nothing rings a bell right off the top of my head.
3: Looks really pretty, and I almost want to say. That she might be, like, your age. I don't know if she's, like, an ancestor, because she kind of... Yeah, she died young. You, know who, you don't know who that is, though.
6: No, but... So, he's she's keeping him... Uh, she's with him, and, and he's happy with her? Yeah, yeah.
3: That's interesting, because she feels like a sister... Like a sister figure, a good good friend you, or cousin or
6: it's wow. really,
3: you don't, so weird you don't know who that is I wish
6: hmm. I did I mean my dad's dead but obviously he's not a young
3: woman <laughs> yeah but it just because Duke didn't mention your dad doesn't mean that he doesn't see your dad too he very well might
6: okay all right
2: all right all right thanks Eric and hey, uh thank Derek. you
6: so much great
2: Thank you. And let us know if uh, you think of who that was, the woman. No, no,
6: we'll
2: do. Okay, yeah. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, that's so crazy. I wonder who it is.
4: I wonder who it is,
3: too.
2: Sometimes wow.
3: people don't remember until, like, later, and they think, like, oh, my God, because it could be, like, so long ago that somebody passed oh, away. Oh,
2: totally. That's happened to me when you've, like, said stuff to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, maybe it was that person. Like, But I don't think about it until later.
3: One time, one lady was like, no, I have no idea who that is. I have no idea. And then she was like, she wrote me an email later, oh, that was my sister. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But sometimes, you know, it's just like it could be someone, it could be someone even like an an ancestor, and then like I just see them young for some reason, and so sometimes it doesn't click, but it is someone from a long time ago that knew them.
2: You know, you yeah. never know. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, always keep your mind open. See who who's going to pop in. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> so our next caller is Jody who has a cat of 7 years. Um it's a tabby with no stripes. Uh what is your cat's name, Jody? Oh, let me mm-hmm. get her on. Oh, sorry, go ahead. What is your cat's name? Hannah? Oh, Hannah. So what's going on with Hannah?
1: Hannah is the smartest cat I've ever had, but she bites me, and she primarily just bites me. And she does it when I'm sleeping. She does it when I snuggle with her. And most cats I've ever had, if I say ow, they know that they're hurting me. But she just keeps biting me. She, and so, does she break the skin? Um, she has in the past. Now I'm so afraid of her that I I pull back a lot. So, but she has definitely bit. She's definitely break, broken the skin in the past. Okay. Okay.
3: And so you say that she's a tabby with no stripes. What does that mean? Is that all tabbies have stripes?
1: Well, she's a Singapore mix, uh, which is kind of like an Abyssinian. She looks. She looks like a squirrel. She's got uh, like a muslin underbelly. She looks like the oh. exact coloring of a squirrel. Oh,
3: cool. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna ask her why she bites. I bite because I get upset. Sometimes I'm just, like, I'm frustrated. I need more things to do. I get really bored. I need lessons. Can she teach me something? Please teach
1: me something. she, well, a, t- I, <laughs> she a border I, she, she does tricks. She sits. She, uh, she jumps when I tell her. If I tell her to go scratch her post, she'll, she'll go potty on command. The one thing she won't do is fetch, which would make it a lot easier to play with her. If you can t- tell her that, you know, if she brings the toy to me, that it will make it easier to play. But we do all sorts of tricks. I mean, she speaks on command. <laughs> so
3: funny. And you can't, I mean, she can't play with you in the middle of the night when she's biting you, right? Like, you need to sleep.
1: Yeah, she, she, and, and she only bites me. Like, I have to wear long sleeves to, to bed or I have to put a towel over my arm because if I have bare skin, she'll bite my arm in the middle of the night or she'll bite my neck. Okay, so we're telling her, especially at night, that she
3: has to sleep. And, like, for the for these cats that are always, like, waking their people up or biting their people in the middle of the night or meowing in the middle of the night, what I do is I tell them that... that People have very different sleeping habits than cats. Cats can nap and then get up and run around and then nap again. People need one long sleeping period, and so it's really important to allow them to sleep. So I'm going to tell her that. I know, she says, but I'm bored. And I'm also going to tell her that she's hurting you and that she needs to really calm it down. She needs to really be softer, and maybe she could bump you instead, instead of actually biting you. And then the other thing is, is um,
1: when you said you want her to fetch, does she pick up her toy? Um, she will on occasion. Uh, she loves, I have a cat jumper, uh, cat dancer, that, that's her favorite toy. And and she'll sometimes go and pick that up, but she won't bring it to me. And if I throw things, she'll chase after them, but she won't bring them to me. And I, She's pretty much happy. She keeps screaming. She wants to jump through a hoop. Yeah,
3: I she wants that.
1: To... <laughs> she, <laughs> she wants to do she... it more often. <laughs> okay. But, I need but a Laura... lot of
3: exercise. Does she? Laura indoor indoors? only.
1: She's she's indoor only. Yeah. She has and she has a brother and they they play, but he's three times as big as her, so he can hurt can her. He, can you take her out on a leash? Um, well, I've done that in the past. It's just that we live on a very busy street, and it, when I did that at, an, at our old house, she started trying to get out the door, and I just don't even want her to be near the door. Oh, I take her on I a walk. I think I, that's I take her around the house. The house her. Yeah, I think that's but even. Stimul- mm. Laura, even even when she'll demand that I snuggle with her and I hold her, you know, I, I hold her, I'd say Hannah's a baby and she'll come up and she'll demand, but even then she'll bite me. She'll bite my neck. I mean, it's, I know it can be like conflict or something, but it's, it's. I think it's like love bites, but she hurts me. Yeah. So I'm going to really tell her,
3: stress to her that she really needs to be gentle and that she's really, really hurting you. But she does, she does. Sort of sound like a like a border collie or or yes. um, the the angle kitties are like this like they need so much stimulation and they need so much exercise and I would see it yes. like I've seen a lot of them get better when you start taking them out on the leash. So I mean, but she still needs to learn that you need to sleep and that she can't that she has to be softer. I yes. hear you. I hear you. She said. I need to do my exercises every day. I need to train every day. Oh, my gosh, she needs to be in a... Maybe you should
1: put on a show for your neighbors. No, we we do. We do. She's like a Jack Russell Terrier. She needs a job. She needs to perform her job. Definitely.
4: She's amazing.
3: let Let us know. She hears me saying that she has to be that she has to be calm, and that she has to be gentle with you. And also, when she's feeling the urge to bite you, she needs to lick and yawn and blink her eyes and make a different decision. It's so important that she le- learns to make a different decision. And learn how to play fetch. Yes.
0: is <laughs>
3: stupid. <laughs> it's so mindless. Maybe you should, like... <laughs> <laughs> like, fetching, have her jump over uh, jumps on her way to pick it up.
1: <laughs> that would help her. Okay, go get a stick and have her jump over the stick to go pick the toy up. Yeah.
2: Because <laughs> normal fetching is too stupid. Is that what she said?
3: What did you What did you say? Yeah, that fetching mindless and stupid. She's like,
1: <laughs> like I need my brain to go fetch. Tell her that I tell her that I'm not as smart as she is and that she needs to bring it back to me because I need help. I don't know if you want to admit to that. She might be speaking over the house. <laughs> what a
2: what a funny cat. Uh, she sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, thanks, Jody. Thanks, Hannah for calling in. Oh, so cute. so cute. You have
3: to be nicer to your mom, Jody. You have to think a little bit with your mom,
7: Hannah. You got to
3: entertain yourself a little bit. Maybe put all your toys in a certain spot, or yeah. Some now you got to find some other ways to entertain
2: yourself. And let's ask her. You know what does she think of humans? She's like the perfect person to ask this question. <laughs> yeah. We've been forgetting to ask that again. <laughs> I know, but let's ask um, her, because she sounds like she probably has okay. an opinion. Hannah, what do you think about humans? Oh, I called her Jody before. <laughs> Jody's a mom.
3: Her mommy. Okay. I think they have a lot of learning to do. <laughs> I think they're kind, but they could be kinder. Well, you could be kinder and be gentler with your mouth I just think that humans think they know it all but really cats do (laughs) I mean I'm so smart but I only have these paws I don't know how I ended up in a cat body
2: what would she do if she was human?
3: I wish that I was a human. <laughs> uh, Hannah, what would you do if you were a human? Oh, my gosh, that would be so much fun. I would drive a car. <laughs> and maybe I would throw newspapers, like as a newspaper man.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh, I love this cat.
3: You know what? I I would be a musician. <laughs> I love music. And I think drums are cool. And I love food. And I could see myself preparing food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. She'd be in the morning. <laughs> and she's going to go do music at night. And she's going to be a chef.
2: Oh, my gosh, I'm crying. This is hilarious. I could talk to this cat all day long. She's hilarious. (laughs) Okay. We better get to some calls. Okay. Uh, Let's go to Tracy, who has a Siamese cat urinating at home, and the cat's name is Zora. Uh, Tracy, tell us, what does Zora look like?
7: She's beautiful. She has a little black mask around her eyes and a little pink nose, and she's a gorgeous cat. Oh. And what do you want to ask her? Well, I wonder why she's just, what, what, is she in discomfort? Is that why she's, she's been urinating for quite some time.
3: Oh, she's been urinating out of the box. Yes. uh, Where is she going out of the box?
7: Typically, she stands up and sprays on the baseboards. She does. And does she go to the bathroom in the box at all? She does use, uh, she does poop in the box. um, And sometimes we do see her, depending on the litter, you know, we see her in the box. Okay, do you have other cats as well? I do.
3: How many other cats do you have?
7: Right now, two.
3: You have two other cats? Yes. Okay. And how many litter boxes do you have? Four. Whoa, for two cats?
7: For what three cats.
3: You? Oh you have three all right, that's what I mean. And then, um, okay, do you have a top on the litter box? No, ma'am. Good. What kind of litter do you use?
7: I've been using that cat attract and she really seems to like it.
3: Well, I don't know what that is, but I'm glad she likes it. Um Okay, so she's spraying on the baseboards, and is there the baseboards in
7: any particular room? No, she usually, you know, she she destroys an area. I clean it up, she goes to another area.
3: Oh, okay, great. Okay, let's ask her, why are you spraying on the baseboards all over the house, right?
7: Yeah, and sometimes, I mean, she'll get up on my table and spray. She'll get up on the kitchen counter and pee on a a pair of scissors I mean she's not selective at all and how long has she been doing this six years whoa and how often
3: does she do it
7: um well I mean I'd say at least daily I mean I'm constantly cleaning up after her
3: oh my gosh that is so amazing
7: well I totally love I totally love her
3: (laughs) okay Okay, let's ask her, and wow, okay, hold on. Okay. Yeah, I do do that, she says. I do it because it makes me feel comfortable. When I do it, I sort of feel like I own the place. It makes me feel secure. I kind of just have to do it. I get drawn to a certain place, and then I just do it. It's like a need. Sometimes mom talks to me, and she says, please stop. And I think about it, and I do, but then I start again. Yes. It's a problem. I don't know how to stop.
1: That's oh. interesting.
3: So she's, pre- she's spraying to sort of put her scent places so that she'll feel more secure. It's very instinctual. So uh, what I'm going to tell her to do is those calming signals, so licking, yawning, blinking of the eyes, looking and looking away. And then every time she feels like she's going to spray, that she has to lick and yawn and blink her eyes and take a breath and then see if she can make a smarter decision. One of the things that she could do to put her scent places is she could rub her face up against things. So maybe she could do that instead. But then also she can tell herself, like, I'm confident, I'm safe. And she can, like, say things. I like open windows, she says. (laughs) She does. I want to tell my mom, I think I need real food. I want chewy meat. It would be so. It almost looks like raw fish or something. Have you ever fed her that?
7: I haven't. Can you feed pet that?
3: Yeah, she can eat raw food. Um, It looks like she wants to like really like tear into something.
7: (laughs) Is there anything that triggered it?
3: I'm sorry, mom. It's stinky. Yeah, something did did trigger it. Mom was so nervous and her heart was beating so fast, and I just couldn't handle it. She was so stressed. Is that true? Do you remember back when she started? Did you have a really stressful period?
7: Um. Well, it was six years ago, and this is two thousand twelve. So it'd be two thousand six. I'm not sure. Um. you know just line with all she said okay so we're going
3: to keep telling her we want to tell her to lick and yawn and blink her eyes and it's interesting because we really need to build up her confidence in other ways and you know kind of thinking back to Hannah the the cat that we had before it might be actually kind of neat if you could teach her things you know I mean you don't have to teach her to jump through hoops or something but maybe just like put basic commands to things like up on the couch and start talking to her and really be clear with what you're saying really mm-hmm. pick what you want her to do and keep reminding her to lick and yawn and blink her eyes and that she's safe and she's loved I'm going to ask her what does she want her affirmation to be because you, prob- you could say an affirmation to her every day to help her feel secure I'm going to ask her what she- what that should be okay I want it to be I'm a good girl I make smart decisions. I'm super alert in life. And I feel good in life. I don't black out. I remember what I'm doing. I'm really smart. And I can get better. It's Interesting how she was saying that she's alert to life and that she doesn't black out is what she's trying to say. is Sometimes it's really unconscious. Like okay. sometimes she does it and then she she's like, oh my gosh, I just did that.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So let's, you want to start being really conscious and that's really marking those calming signals will help.
2: Okay. And let's ask her what she thinks of humans.
3: I think humans are nice. I think they're really loving. I think they're understanding. I think they're helpful. And I think my mom is frustrated with me. <laughs> I think she's, she's right. I'm not with you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Aww. Well, we, Tracy, you have we, to call us back and tell us um, if this helps Zora, if you see any changes in her. I will. Yeah. I've, go ahead.
0: Yeah, just tell
3: her that if she ever feels like Spraying, just go and spray in the litter box. Like maybe that can, you know, be her place where she puts her scent. Spray in the litter box.
2: Okay.
3: try right, she says.
2: Okay, great. Thanks, Tracy. Thank you.
4: Sweet little thing.
2: Yeah.
3: I wasn't PO'd about anything. No pun intended.
2: <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, Okay, so we quickly have to go to another call, but I just wanted to mention that on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Pet Psychic Radio, we have Patty um, who says, pray for Max just diagnosed with cancer. So if all of our listeners could um, send out prayers and positive energy for Max um, for uh, good health, please do so. Mm. He's on our page, and you can him right there.
3: What oh, kind of dog is that?
2: Do you know what he is?
3: I don't see him on our page.
2: Oh, it's on the very right side where, you know, recent posts by others, there's pictures and stuff. And yeah, I know. uh oh well it's I like see. a boxer maybe boxer type dog. I don't know my I don't know my um breed very breeds very well so
3: Oh I don't see him.
4: I'm, is
2: that Ram. on our
3: psychic Facebook page
2: That's like a Yeah,
3: what's his name?
2: Max from Patty.
3: Oh, yes, I do see him. Yeah, he's a boxer.
2: Boxer, yeah.
3: Oh, let's see what he wants to say about his affirmation. Should we ask him?
2: Yeah, sure. That would be great.
3: Okay. Okay, he's an adorable. He looks like an older boxer because he has, like, gray on his little muzzle. Yeah.
2: So cute. And if we know his affirmation, we can all say, it and, you know, send it out to him.
3: Send it out to him, yeah. yeah. Max, what do you want your affirmation to be? I'm a survivor. Mm. And my circulation is good. And I poop fine. I am healthy. And I can play without getting dizzy. No, I'm happy. Aw. I think mm. he can Disney
2: plays. Aww. You are a
3: survivor. Max.
2: You're a survivor, Max. We're going to send You're that out survivor. to you. You're a survivor. So we our, our next caller um, is uh, Andy, whose cat, I believe, is Eddie. Um, Andy, tell us about Eddie.
4: Well, well Eddie passed away. Um, I mean, I have... I have uh three cats but Eddie just recently passed. He was sixteen, nearly seventeen. He was uh my my mother in law's cat, but she got real sick and couldn't take care of him, so then we got him we had him for about eight years and I just recently uh had to take him and uh, and I had to put him to sleep because he was he couldn't walk anymore and he you know, he couldn't he couldn't hold his own um functions and and it was really, really difficult. And you know, I held him in my arms till he went to sleep. And and um, you know, it was it was very difficult. It was very, you know, he was he was a great, funny, funny cat. And so, right. so I don't know if um if, if 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 you have anything to do with cats that passed too.
3: Yeah, I sure do. Okay, let me get him. Hold on.
4: Okay, thank you. That'd be great.
3: Mom, I'm funny here too.
4: <laughs>
3: oh, I that's great! I sometimes run through your legs, and sometimes I'll bat at you to get your attention. Wow! And sometimes I want to steal your food.
4: Always. He <laughs> used to do that. <laughs> Always. You could. He was like a dog. You couldn't. He was like um like a dog that you know he would. If if you got up from the table, your food was gone.
3: Oh, it's so cute. So he's saying that he's still doing that with you. He's with you, and he's still doing that with you. Wow. And I'm also great. counting my mom, I snuggle my face up to her all the time. Wow. And I want her to trust it when she feels me, because I wiggle in her heart. And I'll always be wiggling in her heart. And I want her to know that I love her, and I know it was really hard for her, but I want you to know it's okay, because I'm okay, and I'm happy.
4: And if did you know, was, did, 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 Does Eddie know that it was time for him to go, that he needed to go? Is he better now? Mom, of course I do.
3: I'm great now. I'm great now.
0: Oh, that's so sweet.
4: That's wonderful.
0: Yeah. That's
3: wonderful.
4: I wonder if the other cats can still talk to them. Yeah,
3: they can. So what happens in the family, and it's really important that when you um, lose an animal, that, mm-hmm. or when an animal in the family passes away, that you tell the other animals in the house that if they, that animal spirit that it's okay to talk to them because oftentimes they'll see the spirit and they won't know Um, they'll get confused they'll think it's a memory or they'll think it's like
0: like a weird
3: memory that they're having or weird vision that they're having with their their loved one that doesn't have a body so it's very important to tell them that they can talk to them and many of them you don't have to tell them that at all and they're talking to them all the time and seeing them and playing with them and like when when um when my wolf dog passed away, Stormy was out in the backyard just running around playing and I know he was playing with my wolf dog and so mm-hmm. he just
4: was so sweet. So um let me see. Wow, that's, that's wonderful.
3: Yeah, I talked to the others, he said.
2: <laughs> I think
3: I'm still here. I'm still here.
2: and let's ask let's ask him uh, what does he think of humans
4: what does he think of humans
2: (laughs) I know what he thinks
4: of humans (laughs) he
3: says I think humans are really special I think that they're around to take care of animals I think they have to make sure to take good care of us I think they have a lot of responsibility and it's so important they li- that they live up to that. Because if they don't, they get depressed about it later. So I just want to say thank you to humans.
2: Oh, that's to really that. so sweet. I like cats. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> thank you so much, Andy, for calling in. Thank
4: you so much. You guys brighten my day.
2: Thank you. Oh, <laughs> good. Aww, thank you. That's so awesome. I, I like that. um Eddie doesn't want to be, does not want to be human. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay, we have a few more minutes till the end of the show, so let's go to words of wisdom. Okay, who do you want to do? Words well, of like wisdom. You, Let you me can pick- t- Hmm. Well, one of my favorite words of wisdom is, obviously, Storm King always has the best, but, you know, he's on our show all the time. Um, I love when Bean is on.
1: Oh, really? You want
3: to Yeah.
2: Bean? I love okay. Bean. Because Bean's, okay. like, sassy. I love her sassafras. I
3: know, right? Okay, yeah. so we're going to ask Bean. And Bean, everyone, is my bunny, for all of you that don't know. And she's all black. And she actually is sitting looking at me right now. So Beanie,
1: honey,
2: you she must do have words heard me
3: wisdom. Do you want to do words of wisdom? Tell everyone I'm not dead first. Well I said you were sitting looking at me, honey. I'm not dead I'm alive. I know what's your words of wisdom? I have bright ideas. What are your bright ideas? Bean you gotta say something that like everybody will feel enlightened when they hear your words. I think maybe we should just talk about eating carrot tops. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> A say something. I know Bean. Come on, think about something, sweetheart. I think it's important for people to heal each other. Oh, that's good. Thank you. And not just animals. And it's important for people to listen to each other. Because sometimes I've noticed that sometimes people only hear themselves. And if you hear an echo in your head, You really should be listening to somebody else. My people talk to me. And I'm happy for that. And yesterday, I was out in the garden. And there was a bee around me. And the bee said, I'm going to sting you. And I said, I'm going to hop away. And the bee chased me, and I got scared, and I stomped my foot.
2: I think we're getting off topic, Bean.
3: And the bee said, "I'm going to go away now. Sorry."
2: (laughs) Bean, we're getting off topic, but I I love what you said.
3: Animals, inner
2: species can communicate with each other as well. I (laughs) I love the healing each other and the echo in your head part, which. I think is awesome. I knew you I, uh, you had it in you, Bean.
3: I know. I knew she did it, too. And I'm actually quite interested that she had an experience with a bee outside. I didn't know that.
2: Yeah. Wow. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to another episode of Pet Psychic Radio. Go to thepetpsychic.com. Uh, we'll have everything, all of our information from this show posted there. That's thepetpsychic.com. Go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash petpsychicradio, and make sure to like us, tell your friends. Uh, please communicate with us on there to uh, let us know about themes and ideas for future shows. Bye.
1: Bye, everyone. Talk to the animals. She can talk to the animals.